You're listening to Modern Dealership Magazine's In The Box Podcast. My name is Joey Little, and thank you for joining me as I interview some of the hardest working people in automotive retail. Whether it's the people working at the dealership or those selling products to dealerships to help them sell more cars, you'll have them right here on Modern Dealership's In The Box Podcast. Do you have a suggestion on who we should interview? Email your suggestion to media at moderndealership.com. Another episode of the In The Box podcast from Modern Dealership Magazine. Uh, every Monday, uh, the podcast being released out. Uh, so you can take a listen to those uh, around the country that are moving metal, working in, uh, uh, in the marketing department, moving in, or working in sales, working in uh, fixed ops, wherever it is uh, it's, uh, inside the dealership. We try to get them on here so everybody can get kind of a story and understand what's going on around the country. Also, tips and tricks are kind of drop little nuggets, uh, knowledge nuggets. And I've got a guy that's just full of knowledge nuggets uh, on the uh, the line with me right now. Uh, Mike, how are you doing? I am doing absolutely fantastic, Joey. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. And you're no no stranger to this. Mike Phillips, of course, with us. And I, I'm, let me know if I butcher it. It's McCloskey Motors or McCluskey Motors or how do you, you're out there in Colorado. How do you pronounce it? I am. Yeah, I'm in Colorado Springs. It's McCloskey Motors. And uh, we're uh, independent, have two showrooms, two service centers totaling 22 bays, an independent detail facility, and then a standalone BDC and photo facility. You're showing your age a little bit on your intro on your Facebook uh, profile. It says uh, sales management and leadership for over 25 years. You can't, you can't. What have you been doing it since you were 10? What's going on? No, I, I, uh, I just look good, man. I just look good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually, yeah, in, in all seriousness, I have been in, I, I was a business owner prior to this. I've, I've been in automotive for just over 15 years now. And prior to that, I was a business owner. I owned a roller skating rink and did that for uh, about 11 years, was a USA inline USA hockey coach in the, in the 90s. And then uh, so I've, I've been coaching. I've been in some form of leadership or, or business leadership or management and then gotten into to sales, you know, really definitely more heavily into sales when I got into automotive. But uh, prior to that, I was a, a broadcasting major. I was a radio guy in college you like, like you. I was. Were you on so a college radio I, station? Where, where was this at? What, what city were you in at the time? You always been a Colorado in, guy? In or? Colorado Springs. Yeah, oh. in Colorado Springs with Pikes Peak Community College in 92. 92, 93, I think, br- briefly. The irony is, you know, you and I have connected, and I do, you know, quite a bit with video online now. The irony is I, I got out of broadcasting when it came to TV because I was like, ah, I'm never going to do video. I'm going to do all right. radio. <laughs> and and now, who who knew with YouTube and Facebook Live and everything else, so. It is kind of when you when you run into other people, and, and let me know if you get this kind of uh, feedback, when you when you run into others that are in automotive uh, or maybe not even an automotive that see what you're doing online with the podcast, with doing your, you know, um, it's called your MVWM, which stands for morning verses with Mike. It's a, you know, Christian kind of, yep. uh, uh, motivative, uh, uh, video. You do those every day. Is that, or, or almost every yeah, day? Yeah, I or? do. I do, uh, weekdays. I, I was weekdays, doing it every day for a little bit, kind of as a challenge. And now I do weekdays at 6, 15 AM mountain time. It's, morning verses with Mike and I literally I pick one or maybe two lines of scripture from the Bible expand on it for for three to five minutes just to get a good kickoff to the day man there's there's so much positivity that that we have the opportunity to spread and uh, just my views you know lots of times people are coming in and and there's so much 
negative and so much coming at us every day that I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to start my day differently. And then I decided, I talked to my wife about it, I said, I'm going to try and start other people's days differently. And so, you, you know, I mean, as you surround yourself with more positivity and and faith and belief and, and all those things, that's what I have affecting and infecting my life. And so it starts my day good, and I hope it starts other people's days well, too. Yeah, we're going to dive into that a little bit uh, towards the middle of, of this conversation because I, I do want to sure. get the inspiration behind that. Um, but because you seem so natural in front of the camera or with a microphone in front of you, that obviously comes from your time of, you know, doing radio in community college, which, by the way, when you when you mentioned the, the years, you and I are very close in, in age. So uh, you do look very good for your age. Congratulations. But when people are like, hey, Mike, how can I do that? How is it so comfortable? It, does it come from from that that training? Is that why a lot of people just kind of have a, a struggle when they're doing their own Facebook lives, especially out on the lot? You know, these sales guys. Is it because they just don't have that background? I no, I don't think. I mean, I think it just takes practice. When I started doing the Facebook Live stuff, I was still extremely uncomfortable to get in front of camera and do it. And I think as as with anything, you know, the more you practice it, the more comfortable it it becomes and and once i once i got going in that i actually even prior to my radio days like i said i i worked in a in a roller rink so i was djing live (laughs) to yeah i mean to teenage kids on the weekend and if you want a tough crowd play the wrong song in that group you know as a teenager talk about heavy heavy judgment and so i i think you know, some of that, but I, I became conditioned from years of doing that. I, I'm still, even now, when I'm going to go live, even getting ready to go on this podcast with you, you know, there's some nerves because I, I think it's good to have nerves. It's some level of excitement. It's some level of nervousness. It shows that you still care. You still want to do a good job and provide some value for people. I mean, I, so so I, I think there's a couple different dimensions as you're talking about there, but I you know, there's times I still get a little bit nervous, but I think for anybody over time, if you do it for 30 days, force yourself to do it for 30 days, it becomes much more comfortable and natural. So moving into your uh, career, getting into automotive, you said you've been in automotive for about 11 years. Uh, what was it that, that got you into automotive re- retail? Did you start at a dealership? I started at the same dealership that I'm at. This is the one dealership I've been at my entire career. Um, I got into it by accident. It was one of those when I was transitioning out of the roller skating rink and out of the, the hockey industry. I I uh, I got quit out of that industry. That's one of those where, because I was a partner, it's like, you know, they come in and they say, well, we got to let you go. And you say, you can't let me go. I quit. I beat you to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I got quit out of that industry. And, and I took a little bit of time trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I actually got recruited into the dealership that I'm at. They said, hey, you know, we think you would be a really good fit for automotive sales. And I thought, yeah, hey, that sounds like fun, man. I'm comfortable talking to people, and I love cars. And so like so many people in our industry, I, I kind of fell into it by accident at the end of 2003, you know, really got going by by beginning of 2004, rock and roll, and I, I sold cars on the – the front line for the first year and learned everything I could about finance and and just I wanted to be the best salesperson that I could because having come from the background of being a business owner, I was like, well this is kind of cool. I can run my own business within a business. I don't have to I don't have to deal with the the employee 
concerns and issues, especially at the time, you know, at that time I had been employing primarily teenagers. So you're not just employing the teenager, uh, you, you're always talking to their parents. Mm-hmm. And so this was a whole different different flip. And it was like, you know, I can go sell cars and do really well. And, and I just progressed along. I think it's one of those, maybe I had a little bit of an aptitude for, you know, management and leadership. And so I went from sales into F&I. I mean, I've worked literally every position except for writing service within these stores and now doing, you know, real heavy in digital marketing and BDC. And that's where you are now is, is digital marketing and business development executive at, at the, at the dealership. Um, are you leading a team or are you having to, you say talking about leadership, are you having to do this all by yourself uh, at the dealership? Cause you, you know, a lot of uh, executives that are out there that are running digital marketing and the BDC, they, they have to do everything. Do you have a good team around you? I mean, that's a dumb question. You're, of course you're going to give credit to those, uh, those team members. I know well, you don't. Yeah. 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 No, I have a killer team. I, I have a team. I have, Directly in my charge, I have 12 people total. And so I have, I mean, they are absolutely phenomenal. My BDC team, I have seven sales BDRs, service BDR. I, I have a, a young man that helps me with social media analytics, backend website. I have an IT person that handles the infrastructure of our dealership as well as some backend website stuff. And then I have two kind of intermediary uh, internet salespeople, they handle what we call as an escalation call. So when the BDC cannot set an appointment, uh, they they do a direct handoff live on the phone to one of those two people that can then satellite out and actually show a car, do a video, uh, do those kind of things. And then our BDC as well, they feed the two showroom floors, you know, kind of like a, it, it, as you would in any traditional dealership. BDC handles the inbound call talks to the customer, answers basic questions, sets the appointment to come in and meet with management. So, yeah, my my average, to give you an idea, my average BDR has been here a little over four years. Um, they all do a really good job. They all are are very confident, competent people, you know, in, in handling and, and working with customers. Um, and, and that includes, you know, between – when I'm, I, I shouldn't say my average BDR. The average person that works directly for me has been here a little bit over four years if we threw everybody in the bucket. You know, I have a couple people I just hired uh, mm-hmm. because we are growing. Um, but, yet, I mean, there's – I could not functionally do what I do, and I, I don't feel that I could be as competent as I am in what I do, you know, because I'm, I'm dealing with some of the heavier lifting on the back end. I, I couldn't do that effectively if I was having to constantly micromanage and check on people. So, I mean, they have a really good set of guidelines, but they just go, man. They – I have rock stars. So I, I I was watching on social media the other day. I'm sorry to take a tangent, but they were saying most overused words on social media, and rock stars was one of them. But really, I mean, they're they're phenomenal. The people that work for me. So that's good, and then and that shows a lot with the leadership that you have. That that everybody is uh, your the length of of uh, how long they've been there and, and the success that you guys are having. Uh, I do I do love the. Uh, your section that about your expertise. And I'm going to read a couple of these off because one just kind of jumps out at me and I think it's awesome. Uh, so sales training, motivational training, uh, leadership training, social media marketing, individual negotiation, finance, lender and loan negotiation, business management, mm-hmm. consulting, blogging, podcasting, digital video, and then my favorite contract law. <laughs> it's awesome. You're like a well-rounded uh, guy that anybody would, would love to have at their business, whether it be automotive or any kind of uh, business. That's a, that's incredible. Contract law. Tell me, where did you get that from? What the, just, uh, what, 
How does that help you in, in, in the world today? That Well, today, what, what happens, I actually have been involved in getting some training with our the, the person that does our legal representation for the dealership with our mm. owner and with him. And so what happened is some years ago, uh, right before I became our GSM, just I, it's one of those certain areas that I had a, a bit of aptitude for. And so I started studying it. And, you, you, I mean, actually reading the contracts front and back, getting some training on it and so forth, and then spending time training with people that are experts in that field. And so oftentimes I, I've i ended up in, in my career where when a concern comes in for our dealership, you know, often I'll look at, well, what is what is the uh, what are the things that we need to do on this particular deal or on this particular contract, you know, when it comes in as like a, a, a customer concern, for example. And so I, I do most of the responses and, and replies to things like the Better Business Bureau, uh, Department of Revenue, if somebody's coming in to do an investigation or a check on any of our deals. So I'm the, the liaison, I guess, so to speak, in between that. And so that is an area over the last, I mean, I've been doing that for probably about half of my time here. And mm-hmm. so that that's one that kind of funnels down. And so the the contract law portion is really primarily between, you know, what are what are we doing the, the contracts and information, you know, from the dealership on a non-commercial level, you know, consumer would you say level. That, would you say because I, I feel uh, with what I, my own personal, um, <laughs> excuse me, my own personal thing is to, is the Kaizen. We've talked about that before, the, the, the Japanese word for always improving, always, you know, uh, educating. Um, I would say that. Yeah, you you Kazan is that am I saying it wrong? I'm saying like with a Midwest. You're you're in the mountains, so you're a little bit more cultured than I am. Um, I would say that you well, we were had definitely... a Suzuki dealership. <laughs> we had a Suzuki dealership, and legitimately, we had uh, the Japanese executives visit our dealership some years yeah. ago, and that was that was their take on it. Kazan. That's, so that's and I see. I feel like that there needs to be a lot more of that in dealerships across the country, just because somebody's on floor sales, you know, just working the the lot or taking ups or whatever it is, making the phone calls every day. I think that sometimes they pigeonhole themselves into just that position and they don't reach out to try to learn other things at the dealership. And I'm not talking about, you know, jumping in the box or, or getting hardcore into finance, but learning how just the business works. I see that, you know, mm-hmm. just looking at your profile, that you haven't had any fear of that, that you have put yourself in situations to, uh, I guess, Kazan your way at the dealership. I mean, is that over time? Did something, have you always been that way or was this something that's been recent or... Um, that's something I, I, yes, I've been that way, uh, to assume there's no fear would be silly. There's, you know, there's always going to be fear of trying something new, but I think too, that often when you're in the right place and you have the right leadership, I I attribute a lot of that to our owner, Joe, uh, Joe and Ann that, you know, our, our dealership owners, they're, they're very, very good people and they're very well, uh, they're very well rooted in the fact that they want their people to grow. And so there's a lot of times, you know, they, they stretch people that are within our dealership beyond what their current means are. You, you know, they'll say, Hey, look, we want you to stretch, not, not in a negative way. They want you to stretch to learn and grow and knowing that, okay, Hey, if you can't get there, I'll be here to help, help lift you up and I'll provide some feedback and provide some of that information uh, to help you make sure that you're doing it right and you can be successful at it. 
but that's definitely something that's groomed as a culture in our dealership from the top. I mean, even even now, if I'm responding to like, like you brought up the the contract law portion in my in my profile, if I'm responding to a concern or a complaint or or a, a customer, it, it, that's still often you know, and I've done it for a number of years. I, I'm I'm good at that, but I'm also not so I, I don't know what the right word would be, Joey. Not so cocky to think that I'm yeah. I'm perfect at it. So I still have. You know, either our, our GSM, who's the owner's son, or I'll, I'll send it off to Joe and say, hey, just proof this for me. Make sure that I've got it right and, and that I'm headed the right direction. And most of the time now, you know, once you do that for a number of years, it was like we said at the beginning, a totally different subject, but on video. Once you've done it for a number of years, you, know, you kind of get it nailed down. But the, the, you, you have to have that mentality that you're always teachable and you're always willing to grow. And you have to be able to, or you have to be willing, I guess, to, if you don't have it just right, you have to be okay getting your ego bruised so that you have the opportunity to grow. So I think it's a combination. Yeah, I've got some of that, but also we have a really good culture here within our dealership that that has a growth mindset overall. So your internal drive and your internal blueprint when it comes to being a good person, being a leader, um, and all of that, those those positive things, uh, very much, I would assume, that comes from your faith, um, being a Christian. Um, and I'm naturally just assuming that you're a Christian uh, based off of M- MVWM, Morning Versus with Mike. Yes. Every morning, weekdays, you. you put together a video uh, where you talk about a verse that's in the Bible. Uh, it's a very, right. and you can find it, Morning Versus with Mike is on Facebook. You can you subscribe to the page and check out the videos. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, and we could talk a little bit about this as well, uh, the, the meaning behind this, because this is a personal uh, project. This is not attached to selling cars, right? You cut out there. You said it's not oh, it's attached not, to. It's not to sell. It's not, this is not selling cars. This is a personal project that you do. This kind of goes with the lead the team, you know, your, the project that you do. And I believe it's, is it with your, is it with Colin? Is, is, uh, it kind of goes on that front. Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to do these videos, to start these videos up, uh, and then to, you know, you got merch that goes with it. You got all kinds of stuff, so. Hey, man, if you're going to go in, you got to go in with everything. Do everything yeah. that you can to, to grow. So I, I have a, a few different, yeah, online. Uh, if, if I can go back for a minute, and I, I will answer your question directly. Yes, that's a personal, um, th- that's just a personal brand or a, or mm-hmm. a personal, you know, sharing of my faith that I wanted to do. But a going journey, back, yeah. I, I, total journey. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of my journey. And, and I started podcasting in like 2010, 11, 12. I did a podcast years ago just as an experiment to satisfy my desire to be on the radio because I didn't, you know, I didn't continue that opportunity after the community college here. And I was like, man, I, wa- I really want to do this. And podcasting was newer then. And so I started it. And then over time, as I worked into a GSM position here at the store, it, it just, it wasn't conducive. I didn't have the time to, you know, I, I had to focus on what I was doing here. And so I kind of tabled that. And then last year, some different events came up and I started, I relaunched a podcast for my my lead the team website, which is all about just leadership and motivation and growing people. And I'd done that for right about a year. And then I, I, it's one of those things that just struck me 
and, and that you know that's very rooted in faith also at one point i thought you know hey i could go do motivational speaking and stuff over there and, and maybe that you know it could one day but that's really just that's kind of the website and, and that vertical and the morning verses with mike came along because i was talking with my wife and it just hit me one day i was sitting there and i said hey would it what do you think about me getting on and sharing my faith by going through a Bible verse? Like, not a lot of production value, not not uh, over-the-top, like, pumped-up, motivational, like, public speaking type, just going on and sharing. And, and at the time, I don't think anybody was really doing that, or if, if they were, no one that I was connected with. My wife was like, man, that's awesome. And we had just, you know, kind of gotten rerouted ourselves in, in church and rereading uh, some portions of the Bible and and revisiting my faith. I mean, I've always been a person of faith. I've been a Christian, and I'm very comfortable talking about God and Jesus. But I've never tried to you know stuff that down someone's throat. If someone wants to have a conversation, let's have a conversation. And so, at at the risk of looking that way, I said, "Well, how? What do you think?" My wife says, "Yeah, it'd be awesome." And so I prefaced it and I said, "Well, I'm going to do 30 days." of Bible verses. So that was where I did it every single day. And I did it attached to my lead, the team stuff. And, and that was what it was going to be. It was going to be a 30 day pocket of, of, Hey, let's share some faith and positivity and just get it out there. And just for fun, because I wanted to share my faith with people Yeah. and really no, no production. It was just go live and, and here's the theme for the day and then turn it off. And as I was coming to the end of it, you know, even you, you and I, I think, talk briefly and it might have been at the end of that kind of had a, a sidebar a, a little bit of a chat and I had several people saying hey man what you're doing is awesome you should continue it and I was like it, it didn't it 100% coincide with my lead the team vertical so I said okay well I'll start I'll let it live its own vertical so I do I do go on Facebook on weekdays I took the weekends off just because you know I one of the my driving forces is my wife and my kids and and if I'm constantly do it. Social media now absorbs so much of our time, and it's my job in digital marketing and that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, we got to have some time to enjoy ourselves and breathe, and and so that that was how it all started. And I had many many people reaching out saying, "Hey, would you continue this?" or "Hey, would you do this first? or "Hey, I'd be interested what your take is on this." And but the it, take is really, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to interrupt you because I, you're, you're kind of like touching something that, that is personal to me as well. I, besides the In the Box uh, podcast that I do for Modern Dealership Magazine, I also have my own personal podcast that is not attached to anything that I do professionally. And when I started that, um, it was kind of a chore for me. But then I realized that uh, it, it, it put me in a position that I was actually doing the podcast at 530, between 5.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning, which is, you would have told me that six months ago, I would have said you were crazy. And I found out I know, it's, right? become, it's become more of a um, personal uh, kind of uh, therapy for me uh, to be in this, you know, empty room. Nobody, I'm just talking into a microphone. Do you find that with what you're doing with the morning verses? Is it is it more for you than it is for? I mean, is it getting you closer to your faith than it is entertaining or trying to educate other people, or is it is it opposite of me? It's I I would say. Yes and yes. Uh, there are times that, I mean, globally, it's definitely for me and talking to myself. The mm-hmm. advantage is we have a forum where I can share that with other people. The other dimension that came with it is my kids. Two of my kids are, are younger. I have an old, my oldest son's almost 18. 
Then I have one that's 11 and my daughter who's six. And the interesting thing is I've started doing this, as I've started doing this for myself and to share with others, they've started to want to share. So, you know, most nights, not every night, I don't want to say, oh, hey, every night we're doing this, but most nights, you know, my, like my daughter is really a driver of it. She says, hey, she, she wants to read a story in the Bible. And so Thank she'll you. come in and that, that's drawn us closer together. And so that fuels it and keeps me going. And I mean, there's stuff it, for anybody, if they've, for those that have read the Bible and are familiar with it, you know, it's not all warm and fuzzy. My my take on it is to spread the positivity and figure how to to spin that that goodness in my my morning shows. But there is some stuff that that is in there that's that's touched on that is not always you know PG, and so it's led to some good family conversations for us. Yeah, you know that it's like yeah, well that's that's the real deal. And um, so it's it, no, I mean it's been good overall, and so definitely has built. I'm going to bring it back to the. I'm going to bring it back to the to the automotive retail side of things, and this may sure. be a little bit. I mean, if you don't want to answer this, you don't want to get into this. Uh, I, I completely appreciate it because you tend to be somebody that I see online that that just kind of stays in the middle that doesn't get into the mix with you know when there's complaining and things that are going on because in the automotive industry and the retail side of things, even on the vendor side, there tends to be either a a, a giant kick of uplifting somebody, you know, just like, just, you know, then people call it, you know, kissing somebody's butt, like amazingly way up on a pedestal or the exact opposite where people just kind of just, dis- they destroy, they get together as a mob and they, they destroy somebody who has said something that maybe the masses don't agree with. Um, so I know that you've stayed absolutely middle ground. That's where I like to be. Um, but I want to bring up the fact of religion in automotive retail when it comes to sales consultants and it comes to marketing consultants. I'm talking about these guys and ladies that spend their time in dealerships, teaching dealerships, sales tactics, whatever it is, processes, marketing, and that's how they make their living. It just seems in the last uh, six months, you know, six months that there has been kind of a, a theme of religion, especially Christianity. That has become like a, a a focus of the marketing of the of, of themselves. Like, not only am I going to teach you how to do this, this, and this, and sell cars and answer leads, but I'm going to show you how Jesus really uh, believes in it as well. I think that there's a mix-up out there sometimes that that some of the that can be charlatans. They can be snake oil type people. Um, as somebody who does have a true faith, somebody who does you know does not have attached to what he does for a living. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see this? Do you see the same thing that I'm seeing? And, and how do you feel about that as a Christian and in the car I, industry? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's happened. I mean, I think that I, I actually did a verse on that, gosh, within the last couple of days. That I think that's happened since biblical times until now. I mm-hmm. think that people uh, people use that as a veil. You know, people use that as an icebreaker that it's not true faith. They think, oh, well, we can have a conversation on on Jesus if that's the, the direction you want to go. Because most people, I think, I think most people still view the gospel and Jesus and the Bible as good. So that allows them to shield what may be their potential, their their true selves, their true motivator, the reality is they're motivated by money, not by their faith, not by spreading what's good, not by spreading love, not by 
doing what's right, but by lining their pockets. Do do I, I, I mean, I think the reality is, Joey, that happens more than just in the auto industry. That happens in every industry. That it that happens in mainstream religion. Hmm. You know, that happens in mainstream religion. That's that's one reason many people get turned off is because they say we, you know, there are as many bad people. There are as many people that are in it for themselves. I think. Hmm. Just my opinion. I could be dead wrong, you know, but I think there are as many people that are in it for themselves in the religious space as there are that are in it for all of the right reasons. And that's to spread the gospel and spread the word. So so it's like, yeah, does it happen in the auto industry? Yeah, absolutely. Does it happen in in realty, probably, marketing, digital space? I mean, you name it. I I think that's one of the, the things. And, and right now, I, I mean, personally, not to get political, but I do think it's one of those things that as we saw the political seasons change um, with our latest president, people felt more empowered to say, oh, well, it's okay to be a Christian, a quote-unquote Christian again, but are their motives all true? I would gotcha. say probably not, I think, if that answers your question. No, you're right on there. I do appreciate it. And I'm, I'm going to let you go because I know you have more meetings today. Um, but I do have two. I have one last question, and then I have sure. a statement to make. Uh, my last That's question. Good. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna mix religion and automotive together. I don't I don't want to pigeonhole you into just this you know religious guy. You got so many other things that you do with motivation sure. and, and with your kids. Um, but I'm gonna ask you. Here it is. As a guy that's an independent car dealer, right? You, you guys don't sell any franchise vehicles. Um, right. <clears throat> if Jesus was here today. What make model year would he drive? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Have uh, you ever been asked that question before? Because I got to say, I think I just I, knocked that one out. Of I, the I think you, yeah. I, uh, I don't <laughs> you want to think know, about it. What year? I, I would have to think about it. I would say he'd probably drive something uh, at least eight passenger, maybe twelve passenger, because he'd have to get his crew up. I like that answer. It's got to be yeah. something twelve passenger. <laughs> <laughs> 12, 12 passenger. You got to get a maybe maybe an. I, I don't want to pigeon my whole self my, myself into uh, w- one brand, but probably uh, probably a conversion van. A conversion. I was yeah, or an RV. That might be. You yeah, know, RV yeah. would work. Absolutely. That's funny. Uh, and and the last one is more of a, a comment before uh, and, and then a question. When Mike and I were talking off uh, off air basically before we started recording this conversation. And I kind of gave him the idea of where we're going to lead with the conversation. And I said, you know, towards the end, I'm going to ask you about what are your passions outside of, you know, religion and uh, the car business and things like that. And Mike came with the, can I mention my kids? Because, you know, it's constantly, like I, I'm either doing, you know, this, this, or, or my kids. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and pull uh, a, the, the BS card on Mike right now and just put him out, put him out there and say, if that's all you focus on, then what in the heck are the one hit wonders? Oh, the one hit wonders. That's my wife, man. That the one. No, I said, if I, I guess not to correct you, but I said I spend time with my wife and oh, my kids, right. man. I love my family, and so my wife and I play sand volleyball. We are the one hit wonders. And traditional volleyball, how we got our name. This is a true story. Traditional volleyball, you know, it's bump, set, spike. You've got three hits. We're yeah. not that good. We just want to get it over the net one time, man. <laughs> That's it. One hit over the net. You were correct. You did say your family, your wife, your kids, and sports. So I guess yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't, 
I've never met your wife, so I didn't recognize her in the actual pictures. But knowing you, uh, just what I know about you, I don't see you playing sand volleyball without your wife. So uh, that does make 100% sense, and, and, and that's really cool. To everybody that's listening Thanks, I, to this podcast, i got to tell you, if you want to connect with Mike, the easiest way to do it, I, I was doing some research before we talked, the easiest way for you to connect with Mike on any kind of level is to go to leadtheteam.net. Leadtheteam.net because uh, it, it's got his uh, Facebook pages, his Twitter, uh, his Instagram. Uh, also, you can check out uh, the YouTube channels that he has, the podcast. It's, it's basically every single thing that you would need to connect with Mike. Um, and, and then also, you, of course, you can just uh, you can go to Facebook and, and type, in, uh, type in his name, uh, Mike Phillips, in the search bar, and hopefully we'll find him that way. But uh, uh, yeah, a lot of ways you can get a hold of him. Mike, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your, your busy days. I know you're, you're a busy guy. Uh, and can, I, can't, I don't even have to wish you continued success. I just know that you're going to have continued success. So thanks for joining uh, us here you. in the box uh, on Modern Dealership, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Joy. I appreciate you.